Welcome to another exciting episode of the Alternative Investment Podcast. Listen in as your hosts, Jimmy Atkinson and Andy Hagens, discuss tax-advantaged investment strategies to help you grow your wealth. From commodities to real estate, private equity, agribusiness, and more, we cover it all here on the Alternative Investment Podcast. Welcome to the Alternative Investment Podcast. I'm Andy Hagens. And I'm Jimmy Atkinson. And today we're talking about tax-advantaged alts, and in particular, three types of alts that we think high net worth investors and their advisors should consider in 2022. And Jimmy, let's talk about the backdrop a little bit first, right? So we had a lot of talk about possibly raising taxes earlier this year uh, in, in late last year. Um, that didn't end up happening, right? But then the, the other thing in the backdrop here is higher inflation, right? We have really high, you know, eight and a half percent CPI, which is the highest it's been in 40 years. And the PPI uh, is even higher than that. So we're thinking it's not going to be transitory as in going away in the next couple months, right? And so, you know, to me, between all of the talk about increasing taxes and the higher inflation, it's like we have to focus on triple net returns, right? High net worth investors and their advisors have to be focusing on triple net. You can't just look at nominal returns. Absolutely, Andy. And, you know, you mentioned high inflation and the eight and a half percent CPI print. I saw that housing is up even more than that. I think housing is up mid to high teens. I saw one number that reported as high as 18 plus percent last year increase in housing costs, which is tremendous. So let's talk about some tax advantage products today. Andy, what's the first type of tax advantage investment? Yeah, good question. And so all three of these product types that we're talking about today are real estate. They're, they're in the real estate uh, asset class. And so when you look at alts, of course, alts, it's a big, broad space. It's bigger than real estate, but real estate is probably the major uh, you know, asset class within the alternative space. And you know, we're going to start broad, and then we're going to kind of get uh, a little bit more specific as we walk through these three different options. And so the first place to look, Jimmy, is just private equity real estate. That's my first product type uh, for today. And so what we're talking about is a private offering, a fund for passive investors. And these are typically uh, limited only to accredited investors. Um, and so these are funds that, you know, they, they tend to own investment grade assets, real estate assets. They can be in multifamily or other sectors but they are uh, managed uh, by the sponsor to be very, very tax efficient, right? And there's different types of strategies that the sponsor can use to make these private equity funds uh, tax efficient from the investor's point of view. So just for an example of this type of product, I'm at origininvestments.com uh, and I'm on the uh, income plus fund page. So if our, our listeners or, or viewers want to open that up, and we'll also put a link to this in the show notes. This is just an example of this product type where the investor is looking for income as well as capital appreciation. Uh, but the sponsor has structured the fund and is operating the fund in a very tax efficient way, right? So it says right here under tax efficiency, uh, origin investment says distributions are shielded by depreciation and other deductions, plus all capital appreciation is deferred throughout your time invested. So Jimmy, even though this, this uh, private equity fund, it's not a DST, it's not a QOF, 
uh, it's it's sort of a, a normal quote unquote normal private. It doesn't have any particular type of wrapper. It's simply it's probably just structured as an LLC partnership, if I had to guess. It, it, that's my guess as well. Um, but nevertheless, and now I've, I've scrolled down the page looking at the stat, 94 percent of 2021 distributions were sheltered from taxes as a tax based return of capital. Right. So between the, the pass through depreciation uh, and other uh, totally legal and ethical strategies like this, uh, the fund is able to give investors that income stream as well as capital appreciation, but doing it in a very tax efficient way. So I would encourage advisors and investors who are looking through all these private real estate offerings, and there are a ton of them, Jimmy. I mean, there are a ton. Um, you know, I like to look at a sponsor's track record. I like to look for a sponsor, um, you know, who's, it's, it's not their first rodeo, right? Who, who they've uh, done ground up development is usually, you know, very tax efficient option. And you can see that they've gone full cycle with previous products and that they sort of understand the best way to structure these to benefit their investors from that tax standpoint. So uh, I think this Origin Investments Fund is a very good example of this type of private equity real estate fund uh, where that tax efficiency is put front and center. And again, if an investor is interested in a particular segment like multifamily or any other type of, of segment, you know, you can seek out sponsors that specialize in those different areas. Obviously, I love multifamily. Uh, I'm a multifamily guy. Um, but that being said, Jimmy, we've started out with sort of this uh, bigger, broader type of fund. Um, but our next two options for our listeners, they're going to be more specific. So what's our second type of tax advantaged alt that we're going to discuss today? All right, I'm going to tell you the second type and the third type, but I wanted to just touch one more point that you, uh, you you made in your last comment there, Andy, I would say not just sponsor who the sponsor is, sponsor track record, but also is the sponsor putting their money where their mouth is. And in the case of origin investments, the, the example you picked, I know that uh, the the fund managers are two of the largest, if not the two largest investors in the fund too, which is uh, very reassuring for a limited partner coming in, I can tell you. So the, the, the next two types of tax advantage investments that Andy and I like today our number two is the Delaware Statutory Trust or DST wrapper, which can wrap around that private equity real estate fund that Andy just mentioned and add even more benefits onto it. And number three, similar type of concept, it's a, it's a wrapper, is the Qualified Opportunity Fund, which invests in opportunity zone properties. So Andy, would you like me to go into number two here? Yeah, and, and I, we do wanna talk about the Delaware Statutory Trust, but one thing I wanna mention uh, to our listeners um, is typically all three of these products will be available to only to accredited investors. And, and, and they're all good products, right? They're all good segments. And it really just depends on the investor's personal situation. I think which product type will be the best fit for his or her particular situation. Yeah, absolutely. So I would actually say, let's start there before I get into number two, which situation for, for each of these three different product types. Number one, is a great product type for somebody who does not have a capital gain. If you don't have a gain, you should really only look at number one because number two and number three all pertain specifically to investors who have a gain. Okay, so I'll just <laughs> preface it with that point right there. So number, the number two product type is the Delaware Statutory Trust or the DST. And this is an excellent option for somebody who is already holding real estate property 
and who wants to do what is referred to as a Section 1031 exchange. I don't know how much we're going to get into details about Section 30, 1031 exchange during today's podcast episode. We'll probably touch that in more detail on a, on a future episode, or maybe we can point to something in our library in our show notes page uh, for today's episode, Andy. But essentially, very high level, a 1031 exchange is a like-kind exchange whereby an investor divests himself or herself of one property and within a certain time frame um, is able to defer gain on that first asset disposition by doing an exchange into another like-kind property. So real estate to real estate. You have a gain from a real estate sale and you invest in another real estate product um, within a certain time frame. And there's a few different timeframes you have to keep in mind that I won't get into on this episode. And essentially what that allows you to do is defer capital gain recognition indefinitely. And you can continue to perform these like-kind exchanges throughout the course of your life. And on death, you have a fair market basis, uh, I'm sorry, a basis step up to fair market value for your heirs. So they essentially never pay any capital gains on any of those real estate transactions that you conducted during the course of your lifetime. Now, flop you drop. Exactly. Flop or swap till you drop. That's right, Andy. Um, so that's a really good type of tax advantage investment vehicle for a real estate property owner, Section 1031 exchange. So that gets me to DSTs. A DST is essentially, essentially a fractionalized Section 1031 exchange. So instead of owning the property directly, you would sell your property to begin the 1031 exchange and then you would invest in a much larger, sometimes institutional quality fund that is structured as a Delaware statutory trust. You still get all of the advantages of performing a section 1031 exchange. You get that deferred gain indefinitely, uh, but you don't have to actually manage the property or hold the property directly. You get to pool your money in with a lot of other investors. So sometimes these funds can be 10, 25, 50 plus million dollars which are normally would be you know, outside the range of most investors. But if you've got a gain of a half a million or a million or two million bucks and you're accredited, you can you know, purchase a share or some shares of a DST fund and uh, you know, get, get access to that institutional quality product and fractionalized ownership of a much larger property. So uh, an plus, example- Plus, Jimmy, and I, I'd have to, let me interject. Yeah. All three of these also we're talking about are, are for passive investors, right? That's so, correct. So a lot of times uh, investors in a DST, it's, it's an investor who is in the past has actively owned a property, uh, but would like to lock in that capital gain, but defer it uh, from the, the tax liability perspective and go passive when they like kind exchange it. So the, the DST is the perfect vehicle to do that. Uh, and in many ways, it is similar to uh, the third product type that we're going to discuss here in a minute. But again, I want to reiterate that the, the 1031 DST is only available to an investor who's exiting uh, that real estate asset, right? So I can't defer a capital gain from the sale of mutual funds or from the sale of a business or anything like that into a DST. So the DST, it's a very attractive vehicle, but it's limited in terms of who is even eligible to invest in it. Yes. Good point there, Andy. So yeah, if you don't have capital gains, you got to go with number one. If you do have capital gains, you got to go and they're from real estate. You got to go with either number two or number three. 
If you have capital gains that aren't from real estate, you're going to want to take a look at the qualified opportunity fund, which we'll get to in a moment. But I wanted to bring up an example of uh, a a DST sponsor. There's dozens of DST sponsors in this country. Um, One of the largest is Capital Square. And they have, I'm just looking at their website right now. I'm diverting my eyes over here now to my main screen. And they've got a variety of DST products that are currently open. Typically, DST uh, funds will only remain open for uh, a few weeks at a time. They open and close very quickly. There's a limited uh, offering on all of them. And the investors are highly motivated to uh, get into them quickly because they want to be able to make sure that their investment is, is still eligible. They, ha- they only have a certain finite period of time to roll over their gain from their property sale into a DST fund. But so I, I won't go through any specifics, but I'm just kind of going through and they've got, uh, they have several multifamily DST funds. They also have a, uh, an Amazon fulfillment center DST that you can get involved with. Um, all sorts of different property types when it comes to um, DSTs in terms of multifamily, uh, different types of buildings. Uh, they've got some, some high rises, some mid rises, some, some condo type places here. So um, there's no shortage of, of DST offerings out there, Andy. Right. But in these investors, again, they have very strict uh, timetables mm-hmm. where they need to be invested into the DST or at least have selected the DST uh, after the sale of their real estate asset. So uh, timeline very much of the essence with those uh, DST offerings. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit then about the third segment? And I know this, Jimmy, this third product type is near and dear to your heart. So we'll try and just give our listeners uh, a brief overview. But of course, in the show notes, we will point them to all the resources they can handle and then some uh, if they want to learn more. Yeah, Andy, I think that's your polite way of telling me to keep it short and simple because I can be rather verbose on this topic sometimes because it is <laughs> it is near and dear to my heart. Well, you know, when you're excited about a topic, it's easy to be loquacious. Yeah, very good. Very good point. So this third type of tax advantage investment is really good, again, if you have a capital gain, but it doesn't just have to be a real estate capital gain. It can be a real estate capital gain. But if you have gains from the stock market or sale of private business, or crypto assets, or any other types of collectibles, any type of gain, you can defer that gain through what is known as an opportunity zone investment. And the uh, vehicle that wraps around a private equity real estate fund is referred to as a qualified opportunity fund. So this is, uh, this is a, it's mostly used for real estate investments, can be multifamily or office or hospitality, um, lots of different types of private equity real estate funds that take advantage of this product wrapper. But the real estate has to be located in specially designated opportunity zone census tracts, which are, for the most part, low income census tracts located all over the country. Uh, And the investor gets some incredible tax benefits, one of which is a deferral period on an initial capital gain. So again, it's a capital gain tax program. You have to start with a capital gain. You get to defer your capital gain until the end of 2026. And then if you hold your opportunity zone investment for at least 10 years, the opportunity zone investment itself, all of the appreciation there is comes out tax-free, tax-free profits after 10 years, uh, which is really why the program has attracted as much attention as it has. 
So one example of a qualified opportunity fund that I'll point out today is the Urban Catalyst Qualified Opportunity Zone Fund 2. It's their second fund offering. Fund 1, they closed a couple of years ago. They are a real estate developer in downtown San Jose. And much of downtown San Jose, despite being um, located in close proximity to Silicon Valley, in fact, it's in Silicon Valley, but close proximity to a lot of the companies that are headquartered in Silicon Valley, just a little bit up the road to the north, uh, a large part of downtown is located in an opportunity zone. And, and we do see a migration of some of those tech companies down the bay south to, um, to San Jose. Google is building a huge campus there. Zoom and Adobe are already there. Uh, but the fact of the matter is the downtown area is um, a little bit economically uh, downtrodden and low income uh, as, as, as it was um, designated as a opportunity zone. So I'll tell you a little bit more about Urban Catalyst Opportunity Zone Fund 2. It's a, it's a two-asset um, fund, two-project fund. The, the two projects are actually located on uh, adjacent plots of land on one city block. One of them is a high-rise apartment building with 300-plus units. I should correct myself there. It's actually mid-rise. There's no high-rises in downtown San Jose because the airport's too close. And then the second building is a office building uh, right next door that has over 400,000 square feet. Um, they've just acquired, I believe, all of the land there and they're gonna start construction on it, um, I think either later this year or next year. So that is, um, that's a recap of Qualified Opportunity Zone Investing Andy and uh, an example of a fund that is open today. Yeah, and, and Jimmy, we should mention that we have had all three of these real estate sponsors, all three of these fund sponsors on some of our events in the past. Um, and all three of them, in my experience, uh, have been very professional, given great presentations, had great uh, reactions from our investors. So I do want to disclose that we have that, you know, relationship uh, with these companies. But we have, uh, you know, there are many, many options for all of these product types, whether you're talking private equity, real estate fund, or Delaware Statutory Trust DST, um, or Qualified Opportunity Funds. So as always, you know, would advise uh, self-directed investors or advisors to do plenty of research and do plenty of diligence um, because there's plenty of, of good offerings out there, very high quality offerings um, that I think could really reward investors who need tax efficiency, who need tax efficient investments in the current landscape that we're in. Absolutely, Andy. Um, well, Andy, I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a pleasure today for our listeners. If you want links to all of the resources we discussed on today's episode, you can access the show notes at altdb.com slash podcast. That's it for our show today. A huge thank you to you, our listener. If you like this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The Alternative Investment Podcast is produced by the Alternative Investment Database, online at altdb.com. You can learn how to subscribe to this podcast and access the show notes by visiting altdb.com slash podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode.